Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 614 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on this week's show, we'll be hearing from three fantastic musical artists. We have Michael Armstrong letting us know about his brand new single, Matters of Heart, also having a chat about his forthcoming studio album as well. On top of that, we talk about the album Lifeline. RJ Thompson joining us to share news of a piece of work which has not only hit number five in the UK album chart, but also carries so much more alongside it than a normal music release, chatting about that. John DeCola joins us too. He, of course, won Oscars for his music from Dirty Dancing with I've Had the Time of My Life. Also, the man behind Hungry Eyes. We'll be hearing about his brand new single and album release that's already out there and a future release too. Plus, on top of that, Sophie Louise Johnson lets us know about her work raising funds for Lymphoma Action. She is doing a 10K run. We'll be talking to Will Dorrell of Who Zoo and Dinosaur World. It's changed its name. You probably know as Who Farm or Who Farm Animal Kingdom. It has got some brand new features for 2021 when it's able to reopen. We'll be telling you all about that. LGBT plus Sparkle will be along to let us know about their work, which has seen Chair Yoga return. We'll be letting you know how you can get involved in that one. Plus, Paul Pennington is along. He is celebrating the 21st anniversary of his Word on Health series, which is syndicated on radio stations across the world. Having a chat with him too about that. That's all on the way on the show this week. Sophie Louise Johnson is currently raising funds for Lymphoma Action and has a very personal reason for doing so and joins me now to tell me more about the fundraising efforts. Hello. Hello, morning. How are we doing? Oh, I'm just a little bit knackered. I've just got back from my run. (laughs) Yes, because you are in training at the moment and you're doing some major, major running uh, as part of uh, your fundraising. So explain, first of all, what it is you're doing. So I'm running a 10K. Um, which to be fair, doesn't sound like a lot to some people. Um, however, when you get started and you realise it, it is quite a lot. I, I started Couch to 5K purely for fitness reasons mm. earlier in the year. Um, and I hit 5K actually a couple of weeks earlier um, than I thought I would and actually enjoyed running a lot more than <laughs> I ever thought I might. Um, it's quite helpful because um, my dad runs a lot as well. He's a great runner. Um, so I've been meeting him on, on a regular basis, kind yeah. of. I know, it's been, yeah, it's, well, it's been handy. You're allowed to actually meet someone for outdoor exercise now, isn't it? So uh, that's, yes. uh, that's, that's all good. So that's sort of boosted your morale when it comes to this. But uh, Lymphoma yeah. Action are on the receiving ends of funds for your 10K run. And this all ties in with an unfortunate diagnosis for your fiancé. But fingers crossed, hopefully, a, a good time to be able to get him through a difficult situation. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he found a lump in his neck um, earlier in the year. Um, well, probably only about five weeks ago. It seems like it's, it's been ages. Um, just what we thought was a harmless lump. Um, you know, I've had lumps under my armpits. I'm sure everyone, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people have been to doctors with, with lumps. And nine times out of ten, you packed up on your eye, it's a gland, you've got an infection, all those things. And, you know, I really pushed Luca to go when he got one on his neck, um, thinking... It'll go, we'll come back from the doctors and they'll just say, yeah, you've just got a swollen gland, it'll go down. And it kind of just went from there, really. Um, and every time we went to a doctor or for a biopsy, we were like, every time we thought, we're going to get the news that it's all fine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
until yeah Monday the 8th Monday the 8th March we got the call to say this is what we think it is we're fairly certain obviously then since then more biopsies PET scans um all those things have indicated yes it is it's Hodgkin's lymphoma but um I have to say I know there's, there's been some tears there's been you know um probably a lot more from me uh Luke has been incredible mm-hmm. um but I have to say obviously the support we've had from the NHS is unbelievable everything's been dealt with so quickly um and we kind of were very quickly pushed towards lymphoma action for like a support network yeah um there's a great group as well as like their charity pages and their social media there's a really great group um called i think it's the uh, lymphoma action support group on facebook which um i ended up joining um as a partner and just kept very quiet for a little bit Mm -hmm. just kind of as, as things were unfolding and just started reading and i just thought you know what i'm running I need some, we need some, like a positive focus. Um, so I thought, you know what, why not? I'm going to, I'm going to do a 10K and I'm going to raise some money. Well, and, and um, doing a fantastic job of that. I mean, I mean, as it is, you popped up on my Facebook timeline because you've been doing PR and appearing in Priscilla for West Brom Operatic Society three years ago. And so these little reminders come along of things that we've done in the past. And, and you're used to PR, you're used to plugging things and you've got a fantastic circle of friends. And uh, I mean, hopefully they're all going to be there to support you and Luke. Okay, so a number of times I've bumped into Luke and said hi at various different events, whether it's, you know, at the Grand or over at uh, Sutton Coalfield, you know, We've yeah. seen all, yeah, I mean, all sorts of stuff. So he's part of that big theatre family as well. So, yeah. uh, you know, everyone's got a massive amount of support for him. But the important thing is you both reacted in the right way, quickly notice something. And again, this is part of the message, isn't it? If you see something, yeah. if there's a change, check it out. And because you've checked it out, is it stage two, I think, is, is at the moment? Yeah. So, yeah, it's stage two, which actually sounds quite scary because it's not stage one, but actually... When you obviously start to learn about all these things, you never think you're going to have to learn about. Stage two just means that it's it's just split, split, spread slightly to the next lymph group. So it's quite lucky that you found this lump in his neck and it's only kind of just spread to the top of his chest. It's nowhere near organs. It's stage two, early favourable, which he hasn't got mm. any symptoms. Other symptoms are like night sweats, itching, um, fatigue. There's a few other things which he's had none of. So it's literally, if that lump had never come up, it, it could have been well yeah as it goes i mean for, for you stage two was the earliest you could possibly have seen this and you found it straight away so you know yeah. you, you, you've reacted correctly the nhs as ever are brilliant uh, even throughout the whole pandemic mm-hmm. if people have been coming forward with cancer concerns they've been dealing with it and you know this, this now is the time if you have got to worry do something about it and get to get yourself treated so you have the best possible prognosis so things are looking good for Luca because of the early stage. It's still Amazing, it's still yeah. it's still a journey though, isn't it? That's the thing. Yeah, it's still a journey. We've got um a, you know a weird twelve kind of weeks is the time frame on it. Um, we've also we've pushed our wedding. We're supposed to be getting married next um, next May in the sunshine in Spain in Marbella, one of our favourite places. But I think literally the night we got the diagnosis, had a little tipple, um, as you do, and we said let's get married. Let's <laughs> just get married early. Stuff it. Stuff it, stuff it, stuff it. Um, I tell you what, um, you just renew the vows in May in in, in Spain. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we just yeah, we just went stuff it. Come on, so we're actually getting married in in, in August, which will be lovely. So I think you know, um, we've got lots of positive. You know, the prognosis is fantastic. Chemo, radio should see the back of it. Um, I just urge people if they have got things that they haven't. You know, you know, go back for second opinions, push and push and push. Um, if you may be uh, worried about something, there's no harm. 
Um, the NHS are amazing, but you know, just keep pushing, keep getting check, things checked out. Because nine times out of ten, you are fine. Yeah, um, and, and that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, I think you'd be the one. And if you, if you are, you've got more to be scared of for not doing something about it than you should be scared of getting the news that it's something which is treatable. So. And that's- yeah, that's exactly the way Luca's been. You say that because Luca was more upset and worried before he got his diagnosis because of the unknown, and he was convinced. I'll tell you now, he he knew it. So strange, he had a gut feeling, and all of us around him were like, "No, no, no, no." Um, and yeah, there you go. So it's kind of like he's already dealt with it. So I think that's why both of us are just like, "Yes, we've got this." Um, You're going to fix it. That's 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 the thing. And uh, through the support that you get through the Inferno Action uh, and the work that you're doing for them to help them to support both yourselves and others, uh, it is all good news. Now, you were looking to raise 300 quid. You've absolutely smashed that already. Let's keep it going. Give us the details on how we can all get together and put some cash into this one. Yeah, so we've just hit this morning. I've literally just checked before we come on. Um, £1,510. So I'm like, what? That's incredible. Um, so I've done a page on GoFundMe, it's Sophie's 10k for lymphoma um, I'm sure I've to send the link across and stuff like that, so if you go through uh, GoFundMe, onto your Facebook my Facebook, it'll all be there yeah. and if, yeah, if you follow a few of the people in the theatre world, there's been a lot of shares of this and a lot of donations, so it's probably hard to miss. Yeah, absolutely, you, you will find it, it's, I mean, basically through the love for Luca and the, the fact that you want to help those who have find themselves in this similar position but equally the message which comes out of this and I know this is where you stand on it as well is get yourself checked you guys did you saw it you've got something done and you've got the best possible outcome so, you know it, it, it's it's not it's not all smooth running it's going to be hard work but you know with the support and love that you've got around you it's going to make it easy to get through this as best as it can be but uh, keep up the good work in the in the doing it what's the date for your 10k Sunday the 25th of April I'm not quite sure on the route yet um we, we tend to run over canic chase um but trying to avoid hills <laughs> i haven't quite i can go down a hill but i haven't quite mastered running up a hill with any good kind of stamina <laughs> so you're looking for a car park at the top of a hill and you run down 10k and then get someone to drive the car down and pick you back up afterwards how to do the job 10k is what counts that's the important bit sophie uh yeah Keep up the good work. Regards to you and to Luca and uh, pass on our uh, love to that. Fingers crossed we're going to get a, a nice, quick, correct result for this one and he'll be back to full speed before you know it. But uh, thanks again. Thanks for doing what you're doing and uh, let's make sure we get a good amount of cash in as uh, you, you get the support you need through this difficult time. Thank you. Thank you very much. Lifeline, the album from RJ Thompson, has been doing fantastic things in the charts. He joins me now to tell me a bit more about his work. Hello, sir. Hello, how are you doing? I'm good. I trust we find you well and quite busy just at the minute. Yeah, it's been a bit of a crazy couple of weeks. Absolutely. 2021, absolutely huge for you. And uh, as an independent artist, uh, hitting the charts in the, at a top five position on the week of your album's release must make you very proud. It does, yeah. It's been, I mean, I've been working at this for a long time. It's pretty much been me on my own the whole time doing it 
And but the thing is, I've seen an awful lot of promotion uh, for this. There's been a, a, you know, a lot of people very excited about this release. And the, the album itself, it's, it's more than just an album. From everything from the fact that it's clearly recorded for you to sit down and listen to as a whole musical piece of work rather than just dropping in for tracks. Because most of these days, an album's released and the, the audience can't decide what their favourite is and that becomes the one that's sort of a semi-single. You've taken a whole different approach to this and made an album which is an album to listen to. And we're harking back to the, the likes of the 60s when it comes down to having a musical piece of work which is a complete body. But on top of that, you've gone modern too with the fact that you can even have an interactive artwork display uh, with a cover. So I, I'm going to let okay. you explain all of that and everything behind it because I've just thrown a lot of stuff at you there. Yeah, well, with the album itself, um, I was trying to write it... Well, obviously, when you start start writing a record you sit down and you you might have a few songs come out pretty quickly you get a, a gauge pretty early on for the direction the album's going to go in mm -hmm. and it was very clear from the early songs that i wrote that it was it, it had very strong themes of like childhood growing up um and mental health running through it mm -hmm. um so i wanted to make the wanted to make the final record um, go in a direction where it would almost feel like it was a movie, almost feel like it was. So you've you've got a very clear kind of opening credits. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you've got a very clear kind of story arc, and then it comes like so. The beginning of the record, the opening line of the record is, um, "The town was alive with spiraling lights." So it's it's harkening back to a, a time when I first met my wife, and um, and yeah, you know when maybe. That would be in the '90s, the late '90s, when uh, you know maybe towns were a lot more vibrant than they are these days, with mm. everything closed down and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the last track on the album, so you go through this whole story arc. The last track on the album, the opening line of that track is "There's a flicker of light down on Front Street." Um, so it's kind of it's meant to show the journey from when we first met to now, um, and then just kind of like she is the is the constant through it all you know and and with the 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 music the sound and the 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 love that's been crafted into this uh, I, don't, I mean, with the vinyl release as well, I mean, that, that's quite exciting in itself and, and the way in which it works for as a concept on vinyl, because I think this is one of those things that deserves to be listened to in that format. It, it, it kind of feels right. As I say, cause, because it was written in, that, in the way where it, it's, it's like a movie, it's uh, like the lifeline at the end is basically the end credits. Um, I wanted the whole experience of owning it to be just a, bit, a little bit more than um because obviously it's difficult these days with streaming and youtube as you as you've already mentioned like it, people can get fixated on one song mm -hmm. and that's all they'll ever hear from a record but because i want i was very passionate about about getting people to sit down and listen to the whole thing vinyl is the as you say is the only way to kind of really do that it's linear yeah. it's and it is like watching a film yeah and it's and it, you've got the you've got the experience of opening it up you've got the experience of you know, having to put the record on, having to to listen, having to turn it over. You know, it's not you can't skip so easily. Um, but with the the record sleeve, that was very much a case of that picture of me on the front cover. Um, it's me as a uh, when I was like six or something. In, and uh, were you thinking potential album cover when you had that photo taken? Oh, what, when I was six. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I knew straight away. Yeah. When I 
six that this is going to be my uh, breakthrough record. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, no, I found that photo about a year and a half ago. Uh, I, you know, I've, I've never seen it. And it's always got me and my brother in that photo. And um, it feels like a bit of a time capsule, I think, looking at that photo. It's, it's like very much, you can tell the, the era, you can tell the uh, the vibe, and the, mm. you, can, you can almost feel the atmosphere. And it's the fact the photo was taken on film as well, because it's not been digit. It's been digitised for this, but it wasn't digital to begin with. Well, exactly. And then I thought, well, how cool would it be as to add to the experience of the record, to to have that front cover change over time. So basically, I, I've got a little bit of a background in design as well, and I work with a couple of friends on on this concept. Um, so basically, yeah, the record. Depending on the weather where you are, <laughs> if it comes the, the record like there's an app that comes along with the record, and it, it's going to be like the accompanying thing to all of my records moving forward. Um, the the app kind of makes the record evolve. So you've got the the sleeve, and it'll if it's raining where you are, if it's nighttime, if it's Halloween, <laughs> it's whatever the record sleeve will portray that. So if it you know it might it might be raining and, and nighttime it might be there might be crazy Halloween things going on on the sleeve itself. So it, uh, it makes it much more of, of, a, of a movie because you do get some pictures to run alongside the music. But often yeah. uh, I think radio allows better pictures in the mind, and I I, just, I think that will be the case for listening to the, the tracks here as well. And so the, with the, with the fluctuations in the way the music works and the uh, the, the expression that comes across as you head through the album. It must be difficult for you to say, hang on, this track's going to be a single, but uh, do we have a single? Uh, yeah, well, the single we're going with at the minute is Lifeline. Mm -hmm. um, I, I feel like it's just got, it's got the biggest chorus, I think. Um, Lifeline and Kids are probably the, the obvious of, of from the record. But, I mean, I, I like a lot of the songs on, on the album, and because radio, it's, it's a very different thing to what it was um, even five years ago. You can, you know, there's probably room for more than just one single. Mm -hmm. you, can probably, you can probably go in there with, with a, a bunch of different tracks and see what sticks. Dip in and uh, yeah, share, share bits of the album. And uh, really, it, it's, it's about sharing an experience, and that, that's what you're going for here. So uh, what else can people get from, the, from, from listing to this? So the, are the, uh, is the kind of like a feedback you've talked about, the, the mental health concerns that run through and, 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 and not so much themes as, as a reflection on, on life. And it, it, it's sort of holding up a mirror to reality, isn't it? Yeah, I think that because the record's so personal, um, there's a lot, like, as I say, childhood, mental health. I've had a few anxiety issues through the years, um, which kind of comes out in most of my writing, but particularly on this record. Um, because it's so personal and I was very aware of how personal it was and I, I, wanted, I wanted to make it feel quite universal because the themes are universal ultimately, mm -hmm. even though they're very personal to me in this instance, the, the themes are very universal. So dotted through the record, there's um, a lot of spoken word as well. A lot of people talking, mm -hmm. and chat. Um, and that those people are actually people just from from my fan, my fans and stuff who I've sent um, questions to and asking them about mental health, asking them about their experiences, you know, growing up and and they dotted through the record to give this very universal feel to it. 
So an interaction um, with your, your, the people who uh, listen to the music and your peers, um, an album which uh, say has been a journey to the point you are in your life now, but why haven't we heard something from you until this point in your life? Has it sort of been building building up or you know, is, uh, is this the first time you've been able to get this project together in the way you wanted to? Yeah, I think, I, th- I mean, I've been involved in music for a long time. Mm-hmm probably 15 years now um and it's only maybe in the last five or six where i've truly kind of felt felt a level of comfort maybe a level of um ability to be honest i think i spent a lot a long time learning and honing the songwriting um and gigging and i've spent a lot of time touring um just just kind of relatively small venues but it was about five or six years ago i, I got some significantly good shows. Mm-hmm. So got some support stars with Jules Holland and we did the Albert Hall and we did some some big things. Um, and then it was after that, once all of that happened, that's when I was like, right now, I've got, I've really got to kind of, because I've written songs, as I say, and I'd released like EPs and singles and stuff, but never really sat down and written like proper body of work. So about three years ago, I, I released a record called Echo Chamber. Um, which was my first attempt at that full body of work, mm. um, which I, I still I love that record. It's 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 um, it's much mellower than this. I would say it's it's very uh, very much in the kind of um, it's very much of an era. I would say it's very it's very much of the if it's very eighties influenced mm-hmm. and um, and it's it's got it's kind of I guess it's kind of easy listening. Um, but when I moved into making this album, it was very clear that yet that record, the record that released a few years ago, was uh, really cool. But it, a lot of it was stories of about other people or stories about society. Well, you weren't born till the mid '80s, so if you've got an '80s feel about it, then <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think the idea with that with that rec- that record a few years back was, you know, it's very much a commentary on society, mm-hmm. a lot going on at that point in time. Um, politically and everything so that was that was the vibe with that record but with this record it was very much a case of telling my story um and ultimately i think that's resonated with people quite well very well mm-hmm. and well certainly yes it, it, it's picked up well when it comes to uh, all the exposure that you've had on social media and i think i think that's sort of been a, a bit of a driving force it's a, it's when you talked about because people are starting to understand what's actually happening uh, the excitement about the, the the whole concept on the uh, the album cover and I, I i you know that's something which we don't see regularly this is the the, the whole thing here is, is new and uh, a great different idea the fact that you've got say this this cinematic feel to to listening to it and the resurgence of vinyl, I think you probably kind of had to wait for that to be where it is now to make this work. Yeah, potentially. I think I think I've always been very interested in tech as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so ultimately, I know the kind of kick I get out of because I, I collect records. I've got a small record collection over here, um, and I know the kick I get out of of owning bits that are really unique concepts that are, are very very special mm-hmm. and. Ultimately, I, I do view music. I mean, I, 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 you know, ultimately at the end of the day, I'm, I'm a songwriter, but um, I do view music as it, it doesn't have to just be the, the music. It's, it's the entire experience, the entire experience that comes with the music. Um, 
so yeah, it, it, it's taken a little while for the tech to catch up to the ideas. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are there now. It's bought Lifeline to Life. It is available uh, to uh, to buy on vinyl and uh, in various other sort of ways and means you can get a hold of this. So uh, give us all the details and where you are on socials and also your website, please. Sure. Um, so uh, on social media, it's RJ Thompson Music um, across all of them. Uh, my website's rjthompson.com and on there there's the store and there's the records on vinyl, the CD, cassette, um, <laughs> retro on that front. I don't um, want a copy of mini disc. Can you sort that out for me? Um, you know, I've had a few people ask, ask for that. I don't, I don't think that's a, that's going to happen. It's harder work, isn't it, these days, that one? But uh, I don't think that's quite uh, caught up with vinyl. <laughs> it's not, not as big as it was. But uh, say so it, it, it's, it's worth a listen, whatever format you're taking it on. Uh, make sure you get your hands on a copy uh, of this. Um, we're going to take a listen to Lifeline now, and uh, we'll share a, a bit of the, the music that way. But uh, for now, RJ Thompson, thank you for joining us. Very much. There's a flicker of light down on Front Street Where the business was lost to the cold And the park bench on us Those have gone before us And the ones we love Well, I brought you here tonight Because I'm sinking And you've always been my lifeboat Singer, and you're no singer, but we can hold a note. In the daylight, when I'm getting on with the game, and the late night, girl, you could be my lifeline, or I could be your lifeline too. In the daylight, when I'm getting on with the game, and the late night, girl, you could be my lifeline, or I could be your lifeline too. Well, my dad told me how to tell a bad joke the Three chords that would get me on by Well, he married his love when they were just out of school And I have her eyes Well, I drove here tonight to remind me Constantly Well, I need you to remind me In the daylight When I'm getting on with the game In the late night When the ball Girl, you could be my lifeline Well, I could be your lifeline too In the daylight When I'm getting on with the game In the late night When the ball Girl, you could be my lifeline Well, I could be your lifeline too Yeah.
lifeline too. change it well, it was who farm it has been who farm zoo etc it's now who farm zoo and, and dinosaur world that's the bit you need to remember i don't know how he's bred the dinosaurs we will find out now as we chat with will dorrell hello sir hi jason how you doing i'm good is the world treating you well uh yeah not too not too bad uh, well i suppose as, as good as it can be in these uh, strange times it is it is a weird time because you haven't been able to open for some time now but we're not too far off seeing a return to outdoor activity are we no not too long hopefully uh, 12th of april fingers crossed so yeah just over just over two weeks to go so uh the countdown is on and uh, you've been busy uh, creating a dinosaur world jurassic world in fact uh whilst you've been away so uh, explain a bit more about this new addition to the park and how, and how on earth you get the food for these things well yeah it's um it, i tell you what that's a very long and uh, long and difficult process <laughs> but um no um they it's, it's been a project that's been ongoing now since uh, since 2019 so well before uh, you know covid was was such a thing and we were worrying about things like our numbers and stuff like that um so yeah it's been it's been it's been ongoing for quite for quite a while but um um it's our 30th birthday this year so we wanted something big to sort of celebrate our 30th birthday and uh, we thought sort of what better way to do it than with dinosaurs and uh, and and the uh, the rebrand which has has been coming for a while the uh, the huzu rebrand so um that's uh, that's yeah certainly uh, certainly uh, a very different uh, a very different place to, to what we started off as absolutely and it's sort of grown and grown and continues in popularity and it's loved by everybody who comes to visit i've been to the site and had a wonderful time as we've walked around i must come back as soon as we can get there and yes, we can yeah, do a definitely. bit of filming on site and it'd be great to do a program from down there uh, but uh, i mean the the zoo itself uh animals from uh, literally all over the world but also the chance to see some things as well and think about them in a different way because I, you, you say it started off as who farm you still have sheep down there and um, various other farm animals as part of that and it's all part of understanding not only our food chain but also uh, the, the diversity that we have both from uk and international creatures yeah exactly and that's something we're very passionate about um is um uh we, we sort of strongly believe in conservation through education and um and by having all the different types of animals that we've got down here we've got about 100 species from all around the world including some british ones like foxes and owls but then also uh meerkats lemurs servals all sorts of uh, different uh different varieties and um and through sort of educational talks and, and just by having these animals for people to look at um we can we can help people gain an understanding and uh, and hopefully gain an interest in in conservation of uh, of not just those species but of our world in general 
Yeah, because we know the UK hedgehog is under threat, and uh, that in itself <coughs> is, is a concern because it was one of the animals that we just expect to see. Unfortunately, we see too many of them trying to run across the road at the wrong time. Uh, but uh, it, it is uh, having that thought about British wildlife, which is a great starting point, but then also that wider picture across the globe. Uh, now, however, uh, your dinosaurs are definitely extinct, aren't they? They are not some sort of weird recreation due to a laboratory experiment going just, out on, uh, just outside of Telford. Well, you know, we were thinking about that, but then there's a whole film franchise based around why that's a bad idea. Yeah, it is, um, it's the documentaries so, there. Uh, yeah, the show you shouldn't be done. That is that is exactly it, and uh, and and we decided therefore that it was best to sort of leave that to the experts. So uh, no, these ones are these ones are definitely they're very 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 lifelike, but though they're uh, they are they are definitely extinct. And um, yeah, we've got uh, 15 animatronics in uh, in total. Um, it's set throughout a sort of a woodland walk that uh, that takes place over about uh, about a couple of acres or so, and. Um, yeah, it's um, we've been sort of very passionate about making sure that not just is it fun, um, but it is informative and educational as well. So as you travel through it, you travel through all the different um, ages, all through, through all the different time periods. And again, going back to that conservation ethos, uh, it, it sort of helps people kind of uh, understand and uh, and hopefully stop us going the uh, the way of the dinosaurs. Absolutely. And as we're hearing that that meteorite that's floating around up there is at least 100 years away, we should be fine, at least touch wood. So uh, we won't necessarily go the same way as they did. But equally, say uh, it, it is all part of a, a great educational experience and a fun day out. And this is something which, uh, yeah, the, the, the park itself, I say, is just grown and grown uh, using more of the land that you've got down there. And when your parents started this, I bet they had no idea it was going to end up how you, you've got it uh, today. No, um, I, no, I don't think they did, and uh, I, I'm still not sure that they they entirely realise what they've let themselves themselves in for um, <laughs> yet. Um, they are uh, uh, we're, we're obviously family run, as you as you said, so. So um, my parents still are sort of very involved in it and, uh, and and my wife and I run it nowadays and uh, we've got two kids as well who don't realise the madness they've been born into yet. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, hopefully it'll be around long enough to go, go down to a third generation as as well. But um, uh, yeah, exactly as you said, when we first opened 30 years ago, it was, we were called Who Farm Country Park um, and then um, we just had a scattering of sheep, cows and pigs uh, and a few horses, um, all that had come with, with my mum and dad from another farm where they were you know proper farmers so to speak um and then when they moved here uh circumstances changed that they had to sort of look at different ways of, uh, of diversifying and then yeah as time has gone on uh it's sort of grown exponentially and like you know we became who farm animal kingdom and then you know sort of what 30 odd years later who's zoo and dinosaur world so it, it it's been you know really big changes over the years and I give so much more, again, diversity to, to the education offering you provide, but the interest you've got for kids there. And, uh, you know, the, it, it's, it, again, school groups as well have now got so much more that they can do when they come down here. Because, you know, you, during the week, you are often filled with coach parties from schools, aren't you? Well, that's exactly it. Yeah, we're, we're, we're filled with coach parties from schools. And, um, I mean, obviously, this, this last 12 months, not so much. Oh. Um, but, uh, yeah, but before then, yeah, during during the week, during term times, we've always been busy with schools. And, um, and, and again, yeah, like, you said this is it's been about diversifying the the, the approach i mean on, on that front totally unrelated on that front we've now got a uh, an actual primary school teacher who helps write up our educational packages so we can be sure that the the, the offering that we are offering to schools is is of the highest quality as well so it's about trying to cover all those bases and um and, and make sure that whatever uh, whatever reason you, you have for visiting you like you said you have a fun time but uh, you know an educational time as well 
Yeah, and absolutely nothing else like this around the Wolverhampton area. So just half an hour up the road to Telford, you've got a fantastic facility. And to so say you've got the zoo side of it and you've got the dinosaurs. So I can't think anyone else it, it, it offers that in the Midlands at all. Uh, you're heading quite a long way down south before you get something like that again. So certainly from our point of view, you are the closest and I say a fantastically run site. And uh, does this mean you're going to be adding in some uh, dinosaur-themed meals to, to your many food offerings as well now? Well, Joe, you know it's funny actually, yeah, because our, our, our tea room has just literally yesterday been rebranded. We put the new signage up calling it the T Rex Tea Room. Um, and which I suppose was kind of inevitable, really, wasn't it? And, well, knowing um, you, because clearly this has got to be born out of your love of dinosaurs as well. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, this, you know, the, yeah, massively. I, 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 I'll be the first to admit I've never grown up from, from watching <laughs> Jurassic Park as like a three year old. Um, I've then sort of just been obsessed all the way through. Um, and uh, and yeah, even, even now, I'm still, I, I think my wife is sick and tired me talking about them um because uh, um obviously like i said there's been projects been ongoing for nearly 18 months so we've been sort of looking at different ideas and i've been constantly sort of coming up to her thinking oh what do you think of this dinosaur that dinosaur and stuff so yeah she's i think i think she's she's sick and tired of hearing of it um either that or she's just pleased for me to be doing something that gets her out of uh gets me out of her hair yeah uh, one or the other Wait, um, well you're not looking after the meerkats you'll be actually playing with dinosaurs well that's that's exactly it so yeah as as you said this is definitely um a, a labor of love this um uh, well, all of it is, but this, yeah, this particular project. And um, um, the great thing is, is obviously uh, our kids have already had like a sneak preview and they love dinosaurs as well. So it's been something really nice that we can sort of share with them, this, this whole sort of um, building process particularly. Yeah, and uh, you say the park's 30 years old. I'm now trying to work out whether you or the park are older. I can't remember. I am by about six weeks. Um, so my, my parents had a very, very busy 1991. Um, so yeah, it was definitely, um, um, they, they, they definitely would have been a bit mad then, but yeah, um, I, I am for about six weeks. So, uh, the park itself celebrates and you'll be celebrating a big birthday this year as well. I'm sure that you're now going to have a dinosaur themed birthday party and that'll be jolly good fun. Give us all the details of where we find who farm, sorry, no, try that again. I suppose it's getting this in my head is going to be difficult. Where we find who who, Zoo and Dinosaur World. There we go, I got it. Yeah, you got it right. Yeah, so Who, Zoo and Dinosaur World, we're located the Newport side of Telford. Um, so from Wolverhampton, the easiest way is down the M54, follow our signpost from Junction 6. Um, alternatively, just down the A5 and you'll pick our signposts up down there as well. Mm. Um, but, um, but yeah, with, uh, with the Newport side of Telford, um, advanced booking is essential. Um, obviously, we've got all COVID safe policies in place. So one of those is, is that you have to book in advance. So you can just do that through our website, which is still www.whofarm.com. Um, so yeah, we haven't yet changed the website over. So just jump onto the old website in the meantime. There'll be an additional one to come, I'm sure, with plenty of dinosaurs, another labour of love knowing you as well. <laughs> as you put that together, it'll be a weird interactive experience again, I guess. But uh, have a great time doing that. I, I, I will be down to see you as soon as uh, things kind of settle down and uh, we've uh, we've passed the, uh, all the, the dates. Are you taking bookings now for the 12th of April onwards? We are for the twelfth of April onwards. Yeah, we're taking we're taking bookings. Um, obviously, just bear in mind that for the first what month or so, our indoor areas will be closed because we can't have them open. Um, but yeah, hopefully, once uh, once uh, the uh, the roadmap gets a bit further, we'll be up and running fully and properly. But yeah, we are now taking bookings from the twelfth of April. And you're able to do takeaway food to sit on the park benches around the area. That's right. We are. We're able to do. We're able to do takeaway food. Um, 
at the moment we're still waiting to hear whether we can have outside seating because last year it was a funny one we had to have we had to direct people to our seating on our car park because it wasn't technically on site um but um uh, don't ask um but yes we will be doing takeaway food regardless but the thing is this shows you you are absolutely following the guidelines you're keeping people safe and uh, i know you take all of this seriously because not only have you got the people to look after you've got the animals to take care of too so you're kind of used to it aren't you oh yeah exactly i mean uh, it's been a point we've been sort of saying all along is that who's 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 zoos and farm parks um, in this current pandemic are probably one of the safest places. I know you hear every industry say that, but we've been, um, you know, we've spent the last 30 years having to have hand washing facilities in place, having to ensure that people wash their hands, follow uh, follow very strict guidelines, which are very, very similar to, to, to the COVID guidelines because of things like E. coli and salmonella and stuff like that. So we're, we're sort of very used to it. So so seeing these new guidelines come out is stuff that we're kind of already doing, what well, we were already doing beforehand. So yeah, um, yeah it's it's something like you said that we're, we're sort of very passionate about absolutely well, will doral of who zoo and dinosaur world thank you for joining us thanks very much jason the latest single from michael armstrong matters of heart is available now he joins me to tell me more about it hello sir hello jason how you doing man? I, i'm good how are you i'm very good thank you very good indeed and soon to be excited about the release of the single i have my promo copy in front of me now and uh, Amazing stuff. I absolutely love it. I've given it a spin on the radio before. I was actually as soon as I could. The day it arrived, I played it on the wireless because it is so good. So absolutely has to be done. We'll be taking a look at the video as well in a minute or two's time. But tell us more uh, about the the latest of your work because you've been busy grafting away again, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There's a new album coming out on the 25th of June. The album is called Oh Hi. Oh, even though it's it's actually spelled O J A I. Yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you said that because I've been looking at it here thinking, yeah, third studio album. Bleh. So uh, oh, hi <laughs> is what we need to know. Okay. Yeah, it goes against every single rule of marketing. Yeah. If, I, if it was a record company, record label, they'd be they'd be telling me off. But uh, what the hell? I can do what I like now. <laughs> so yeah, oh hi comes out on the 25th of June and. Um, it's available to pre-order now, and if you do, you immediately receive, instantly receive, free of charge, the new single, Matters of Heart, and which we're going to see a bit of in a moment. Um, yeah, Matters of Heart is a, it's a, it's a song that I, I wrote for my parents, really. Mm-hmm. Um, they were, you know, the, the song's about, it could be about any couple, it's about a, a couple starting out their life together as young kids, getting married, having kids of their own and just and just going through their future. And, and my parents are still married after 50 odd years are in their 70s. They're both children of the baby boomer period, born in the late 40s mm-hmm. and working class. You know, dad come from Mitcham, South London. Um, and they built a fantastic life for themselves. They've you know, my brother and I had a great upbringing and my dad built a very successful company and they've always been there for me. They still are. Uh, still help me out <laughs> when I need them, and uh, you know they've taught me an awful lot about being a being a man, being a husband, being a father, and uh, I, you know, I, I'm a songwriter. So what could I do? I wrote them a song. Absolutely, and uh, an amazing one it is too. Uh, I've, I've loved the first two albums. I know it's uh, your music's well received in the industry, and we're just waiting to see it hit the charts in yeah, you know, so the top end of the charts rather than uh, it, it getting the, the, the word through. And that, I think once people start to know your music, they will be back for more. And uh, you've had success. I, I know your singles been played on radio too. Uh, they are also behind your music, and and. 
I want to know why we haven't seen you uh, on whatever the equivalent of Top of the Pops is these days. I suppose it's, it's kind of YouTube in some ways, but you know, it, it, it's, there, there's got to be you know, the, the time when you are that breakthrough artist that everybody's listening to, rather than a very well musically educated select thousand or two at the moment. That would be nice. Difficult question to answer, you know, <laughs> when you put to me. I mean, in terms of the musical equivalent, I guess the only musical equivalent of Top of the Pops is Jules Holland's Later, isn't it? And you would fit um, so well on there. This single should be on Jules Holland's Later. Yeah, that would be good. That, that would be good to do. I think mean, they're, they're obviously doing strange programmes at the moment because mm. of the lockdown situation. But, you know, trying to think, look, looking back at older programmes, I think, but there is a new series coming, so we'll certainly be trying that. I mean, this single in particular, <clears throat> I've been really uh, pleasantly surprised by the reaction I've got. Um, you never know what sort of reaction you're going to get. And, um, you know, for someone like you to say you put it on the radio the, the, the straight away, and, and like you said, Radio 2 have played it, and I've had actually had messages from abroad. I know that Australia, station in Australia, are playing it on rotation, and in Holland and in France. So it seems to have got its tentacles out there and just it seems to be happening organically, you know, mm. rather than being rather than being forced. Yeah, but um, I think music is... though these days has changed in as much as the charts aren't exactly the be all and end all of music success though now, are they? Whereas in the past if you hadn't had a top ten hit you were you weren't a band that people knew. These days an artist uh, it will be well known on Spotify, get tens of thousands of plays and and still be one of the best kept secrets but there are a load of people loving the music yeah very much so i mean if you look at the the, the charts if you're talking about the single charts in particularly that's for kids you know that's that's your capital radio kind of kiss fm you know that that, that in, in the uk but but you look at the album charts and you're still seeing the likes of fleetwood mac and bob dylan and people like that mm -hmm. in there which is clearly not the kids <clears throat> you know so yeah, I think there's a lot of artists, like you say, out there who um, who, who are being really successful, but not necessarily appearing on the, on the on the major radio stations and on the major TV shows. Yeah, and I say we'd we'd like to see more of that. I think, and uh, and again, that's that you mentioned Jules already, but Jules Holland is a champion of, of music in all its forms, and he will bring to the stage music and musicians like yourself uh, who really deserve that platform to be seen. And it then it may still not lead to huge chart success, but they get that that doesn't necessarily matter as long as people are enjoying your music. And so the way in which people access music has changed so much, uh, it, it is sort of both easier and harder to tell who's listening in many ways, isn't it? Yes, it is. I mean, it's it's the way that the way the music is now received. It's very difficult to make a living as a as a as a songwriter or as a recording artist. I mean, like you were saying, there, there was a time when, you know, you break into the top 10 and you'd have to sell a million copies to do that or to get to number one. So you could be a one hit wonder, <clears throat> excuse me, and make a good living. If you sold a million copies and you wrote that song and you had a half decent contract, you'd be set up for life. Um, now you only need to sell a few thousand to get to number one. And and. And most of it, but most of the, and most of it comes through streams, and you can get a hundred thousand streams and end up with sixty quid, you know. So it's not, you know. Whereas before, those hundred thousand people would have had to go out and buy the album on vinyl for ten pound, like I used to, you know. So that makes a huge difference between sixty quid and six hundred thousand, mm -hmm. you know. So from that from that respect, it's, it's it's very difficult to make a living as as a as a songwriter these days. So um, I mean, even even the even the big artists, I think it's 5% of their revenue actually comes from recorded 
music now mm. um so so you know their, their revenue comes from live work and from sponsorship uh merchandise and the like so for, for the for the lower end people like me and others like me you have to do it out of a love for music i mean i've always done it out of a love for music and a love for what i do um so you know it'll, it'll be nice to be able to you know i'm lucky enough these days i sell enough albums to, to cover the cost of making them that, so that's yeah, cool that's, that's the important cool. thing and before you know yeah. we'll have michael armstrong tea towels and you'll be quizzing <laughs> My wife's already got one of them. That's okay, and, and the Michael Armstrong dishwasher as well, but there we are. Uh, so, uh, obviously, the, the, the music's sounding fantastic. We're expecting even more from you when the third studio album, Oh High, not too far away. Pre-order it now to get the single Matters of Heart. So give us all the details for your website, the socials, and how we find you on the streaming platforms, etc. Yeah, the best place is michaelarmstrongmusic.co.uk. And uh, all the socials are some form of that as well. Michael Armstrong music, yeah. Simply as searching for it. We'll take a listen to the track now. Michael, thank you again, not only for joining us, but also for the fantastic song and to your mum and dad as well. I think pass on that appreciation there for both bringing you into the world and creating the mood and movement that uh, brought us this tune. But uh, great to speak to you as ever, and I look forward to a chat when the album's released a bit later this year. Thank you, mate. Done it better, but we managed it. Harder. 
Paul Pennington series, Word on Health, hits its 21st birthday this year. I'm sure there's a feature to be had just about that in itself. He joins me now for a bit of a natter. Hello, sir. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, thank you, Jason. Good stuff. Now, uh, Word on Health uh, is something that's uh, been born out of your uh, ongoing broadcasting career. Uh, it's a, a service which you offer to radio stations, uh, not only across the UK, but across the world, and gives a little snapshot on various health conditions. And just having that conversation might trigger somebody to think, hang on, they're talking about me here. And you must have actually been instrumental in loads of people getting a diagnosis, which has helped to turn their lives around that in itself must make you proud of what you do uh it's it's really humbling actually jason and uh and thank you for saying it uh i i've had a few emails over the years by from people saying i heard you on the radio and my mum went to the doctors and we've discovered and you know it just gives you that sense on the back of your arms you know that the hairs come up <laughs> and you just think wow it's something I do free of charge. That's something I should add to what you've already said. Mm. And, and I, I don't ever ask any money for it. I just see a lot of work done by charity that doesn't find itself onto radio or TV. And, and thanks to you guys, it does increasingly these days. And that's the beauty of community radio is that it reaches and, and supports organizations like the charities that I talk to on a weekly basis. So it's working in partnership together. We are making a difference. And, and as I say, you know, it, it, it does really sort of humble me to know that we are reaching people and we are making a difference. Well, we, over the 21 years or so, which is, is it this November you mark that? Yeah, this September to November, yeah. it's 21 years every week of the year sending out a feature. We've not missed one week yet. Um, it's looking back, you can see some, some seismic changes. The most welcome change, I think, is in mental health. Mm -hmm. People's attitudes far more progressive than they were 21 years ago accepting dialogues and people talking about their mental health and realizing it's as as important as their physical health and and it's great that we're seeing more people engage in healthcare services now i mean we're we're having to to a certain extent but self-care is now up people's agenda so i'm hoping that on the other side of 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 the of the vaccination program and life returning to some sort of normality with after covid that we can all see uh, a better improvement all round in the nation's health, really. Absolutely. And it's sort of been a wake-up call to think about how we, how we do, how we feel, what we do, because of the, uh, the concerns that uh, you know, the, the likes of COVID have had on those with the, either weaker immune systems or who've already got underlying conditions. And you know, I, I know that you uh, have had uh, COVID and uh, that, that really knocked you about. And it's, uh, you, know, it, it, you still kept doing reports throughout. I, know, I don't know how you do it, but you did. And um, you know, I, I know that is, you know, it hasn't been easy. And it, it, so I mean, you're talking from experience when you when you're talking about some of the healthcare issues here, because it's, it's some of these things that you've experienced yourself. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm now a lot what's known as a long COVID sufferer, so I've got emphysema now. So my life has been cut short at some point by COVID nineteen, uh, and you know, it comes to us all eventually, hopefully later rather than sooner. But it, it, it is one of those things, and it is what it is. I've got what I've got, and I'll, I'll carry on living with it. There's, there are positives, though, that have come out of COVID. Um, look at the amount of deaths that have been cut from flu. Uh, look at the cut down on spread and intestinal uh, winter vomiting bugs. Uh, the fact that we're all being a little bit more considerate to one another, <laughs> that makes a big difference. I mean, I know it's, it's been tricky during lockdown, but the brilliance 
of the British people to, to rise resiliently to the challenge and ensure that we can move forward is, is, is amazing, really. I mean, yes, you see in the media pockets of people who, who you know, don't quite believe and don't follow the rules, etc. But for the large part, most people do. And I couldn't be prouder to be British because of that. And it's fantastic to be able to see that, you know, life can return on the other side of, of, of vaccination. But for a good few years yet, we're going to have to be very, very careful with regard to distancing, with regard to hand washing, which won't be a bad thing, uh, and to be considerate towards one another. You know, in the past, it was a, a badge of a, a badge of, of, of righteousness to go into work when we were ill. Uh, these days, you know, we've got to stay at home when we're ill. And if that's a message that we can take forward and people aren't taking communicable disease into the workplace and spread it amongst people, well, that's got to be a good thing. But uh, yeah, long COVID is, has, has got me and uh, you just got to get on with it, right? Like like many people do. There are lots of people living with long-term conditions in the UK. Uh, they get on with it. So will I. And, and when it comes down to the sort of conditions you talk about on Word on Health, uh, I mean, very often you will cover something which is quite rare, and that's even more important sometimes in giving advice on some of the general day-to-day -day things. Uh, so, you know, it, it, again, we're talking about people finding out that their symptoms might match something else. So is, they may, their doctor may not have known what to, to make of them because they haven't got all the other factors in their life. You know it yourself, you get some clues from something like Word on Health, and actually you can then, as we say, get a diagnosis which is more meaningful. And, and talking to your GP after a Word on Health report, we're not trying to turn anyone into hypochondriacs here, that isn't the way it works. But if no. you've got something, it could, it, it could again be a trigger. And the rarer diseases are sometimes the ones it's harder to get the information together on. So again, fair play for doing that. The difficulty with living with a rare disease is the fact that you feel very isolated because nobody understands what you're going through. Uh, we, we have an understanding of diabetes. We have an understanding now, thankfully, of mental health. But when you've got something like pulmonary hypertension or PSP or one of these rarer, thankfully rarer diseases, some of which are terminal, you're on your own and many people don't understand. So to hear the condition mentioned on air, on air to, to uh, sh share information on something so people are more aware, it makes that individual feel, uh, we hope, a, a little less isolated. And, and you know, to, to, to connect that person to say, look, there is help out there and other people like you and, and to know you're not an island kind of thing and connect with other people may hey, perhaps you know, through this group that we're talking to on air, you might be able to find some solace, you might be able to find other people in your position and, you know, move your life forward in, in a meaningful way that way. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's, a, it's difficult with, with traditional radio. They always sort of go towards the big hitters, i.e. the diabetes, the heart disease, the cancers. You don't hear of fibromyalgia or osteoporosis or PSP or pH or asthma. So, you know, when we started making this, it was all about trying to give everybody the opportunity for some awareness, no matter how big or small the disease area was. And, you know, so far, so good. Yeah, and say so with 21 years and what, 52 reports a year, there's an awful lot of subjects you have covered and there'll be many more to come. And the other good thing is not only can you hear it on air on 101.8 WCIFM, but there is backup as well through your website where you can re-listen to the report as well as, of course, on our Listen Again feature. But also you can actually get more information and find those links quite simply. And it's through the, uh, your website, again, that you can get more of a message across. 
Yeah, I mean, www.wordonhealth.com supports every feature. Plus, as well, you can link through, get yourself onto the organ donor register. You can find a blood donation service local to you. Uh, only 4% of the population give blood, so give us an armful. We need our multicultural society to step forward. You can find out about local health services and catch up on the latest health news as well. So it's a it, it, it's a it's a spot to, to, to support everything, all your health needs. Well, also we very much appreciate your weekly reports. The, the, the difference three to five minutes make. Just talking about a subject can be huge on somebody's life. And you know, I, I, I applaud you again for all the work that you've done there. Continue what you're doing. I'm hoping we're going to see some amazing features, as you already mentioned, September through November. Fingers crossed. You've got plans afoot to really mark the 21st anniversary of Word on Health in the right way. And again, helping more people across our community to get the health care that they need, or at least have an understanding of somebody else's health problems, which allows you to be appreciative of what they may be going through. But give us that web address one more time where we can find all of the backup to the reports and, of course, the socials too, so we can see what's happening there. It's www.wordonhealth.com. Simple as that. Paul Pennington of Word on Health, thank you for joining us. Thank you, Jason. Singer-songwriter John Denicola is producing some fantastic work at the moment. He is an Oscar winner. You will know his work. He joins me now to tell me more. Hello, sir. Hey, how are you, Jason? I'm very well. Is everything treating you well? Everything is going really nicely today. We got a little bit of spring starting, so that's nice. That, that does help. We, we we like the good weather. We like when it works out well. But uh, when it comes to the music, you certainly put a spring in everybody's step with what you're producing. Uh, we all know the song, I've Had the Time of My Life, Oscar-winning work. And I mean, how do you follow that? I mean, that that is uh, already a tricky one. It was a few years back now. The career continues. More people book you to do things. You produce your own stuff. But give us the potted history for the last, what, 30 years? Yeah, at least. Uh, <laughs> well, how do you top that? You don't you, you can't. And maybe you don't want to. I'm I'm thankful that it's uh, continues to be to matter at all. Actually, <laughs> this many years later um you know it, it's it's been a quite a wild ride um between that and hungry eyes uh from both from the movie dirty dancing uh we've been you know we still get requests uh, i i would say you know daily we get a request for one or the other song mcdonald in fact mcdonald's in uk is talking to us with hungry eyes mm -hmm. time of my life it's constant with movies and and tv shows and so um you know it it's been wonderful um it's enabled me to continue to songwrite mm -hmm. with artists and uh, and I, it, it's enabled me to have my own record label and work with uh, artists that i i like so that's been great and then, and then recently um it also enabled me to have this recording studio uh, in my barn, upstate New York, I have one in the city also, but, and it, and it, and that has, um, brought me to starting after all these years to make my own music for me or with me as an artist, which is, is new for me, uh, <laughs> happened in the last year or so. 
Because I mean, a lot of people, we have so many songwriters behind so many of the big hits. It's often not the artist who's involved who has actually produced the music themselves. Uh, they are the sound that works. And certainly with Eric Carmen, we know his version of Hungry Eyes, but you have one that you've charted with yourself. Yes, I have. Um, we charted in Billboard uh, number 21 or 20 um, a, a few months ago. Um, you know, in, in doing my first record as an artist, um, after all these years in the business and getting in other people's heads and writing for other people, um, we charted with that song. Um, it, it we decided to do. Um, I, I I spoke to my son, who's a drummer. He's also a filmmaker, and and I said, well, how am I going to do Hungry Eyes on my record? It's almost crazy to try, and and even crazier with the time of my life. And he said, well, you know. There's a lot of modern indie rock bands who are um, kind of drawing, you know, in a modern way, drawing on 80s synth pop, mm -hmm. which is what Hungry Eyes sort of was. So uh, I, I took his cue and actually he plays drums on it for me. And I um, sort of imagined, uh, you know, indie rock band, what a, you know, how they'd approach with you know synths and and um and stuff and and i came up with a new bass line and um you know it seems to uh you know it, it did well at, in the u.s on the billboard charts and uh, adult contemporary and um i feel lucky well, if anybody's allowed to tweak that song, it is certainly you. And uh, you know, it's uh, it, it must be quite strange, though, we say you get the request through for these songs continuously to appear and stuff. Obviously, the musical stage version of Dirty Dancing doing the rounds as well, and hopefully continuing, you know, continue to contribute quite nicely to that bit of equipment just behind your left shoulder. You know, <laughs> it, it's it's that sort of thing that, you know, it, 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 if you get one amazing classic song like that you've potentially got a retirement fund you get two you've got started retirement fund in two places potentially and you do single is one that people will recognize as well with people make the world go around yes well i mean it's it's an old song from the 70s um people make the world go around it was done by uh the stylistics in the 70s and i i don't know it just struck me um when i was doing my record i did nine original songs uh mostly songs that I had written for other people like John Waite. Uh, we did, uh, I, I wrote a song with John and um, Keith Reed from Procol Harum called mm. In God's Shadow. So there were a lot of songs that were already either never covered, songs that I had written that were never covered or covered by uh, somebody. And then there was two covers. And uh, one was a Moby Grape song. A, a good friend of mine, Peter Lewis, is from Moby Grape. And I, I can't tell you why i did people make the world go around i think it was an early influence on me uh, i i had a, i did a lot of time in clubs and bars playing sort of philly soul r b music and mm -hmm. um i know it just felt good i started doing it I, I i don't know how the germ came in my head but the track is such a beautiful track originally and it, I had so much fun sort of recreating that myself. And um, I think one of the reasons I, I um, for some reason, I find it easier to sing in a falsetto. <laughs> and uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm no Russell Tom Thompson, but, um, you know, I, I, I thought I'd try it and people reacted well to it. So um, we put it out. 
So when you say you've spent 12 months really coming to create music yourself in your own name, rather than putting words into other people's mouths, um, it's, uh, it, it, are you then thinking of writing songs for you, about you, that tell your story? Or are you still quite happy with the songs that uh, are telling a story that you can sing along with? My newest record, uh, the, the Why Because, it has Hungry Eyes and People Make the World Go Round on it. And I am now working on a new record, which is all brand new songs, nothing from the past. You know, the Why Because, as I explained, was sort of songs from the past that I adapted for me and mm -hmm. found my voice on and, and realized I would, my voice made them sound different. But the new record was, is specifically written for um, me, you know, for the first time. So that's a, that's the, the next record is going to be kind of unique and um, people's response. I, I haven't finished mixing it, but people's responses are, have been really, really good. I suppose as well to get your name out there, because we, we may see it in brackets on the bottom of a, a seven inch vinyl or whatever it was back in the day these days. Yeah. It, yeah. It's somewhere in the notes on iTunes or Spotify yeah. or somewhere similar. Uh, so yeah. it, it's getting that name to the fore. And uh, again, that, that must be an interesting one with someone with so much music industry experience kind of yeah. having to sell yourself for the first time. Well, that, yeah, that's not a ton of fun. Uh, that's, not, <laughs> that's not really me. But um, in a way, there there's no burden on me to to... I, you know, um, I, I, in a way, I'm just putting the music out there and hoping people pick up on it. I, uh, it's been immensely satisfying, both the last record and the new record, to no longer put on the hat of getting in someone else's head what they would want to sing and, and, what I, and now what I would want to sing. And so it's, uh, if, if nobody buys it, or hears it uh that's disappointing but i still am fulfilled putting the music out because it's it just you know from an early age i started at you know six or seven years old and um always knew music was it was what i wanted so when you when you're a songwriter artist whatever you want to call it um it's a it's a it's a feeling you have to have you know i I, I come in here and I'll, I'll start a song and it's, it's a nothing, it's nothing until it's something and I finish it and the feeling I get from finishing it and it coming back to me and I go, wow, I, I like that. There's nothing like it, you know, very satisfying. Well, I certainly, I will be playing some of your work oh. as soon as you bring that second album out in oh. your own right. So I'm looking okay. forward to that. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to the getting uh, getting getting the story behind the man who tells the stories as well. And I think that is is something which uh, uh, we, we don't normally get the opportunity to do. If somebody it, you know, like yourself is writing for films. We very rarely hear what they have to say. And and the, the only time that happens is normally that somebody's writing in a Bond film. So uh, yeah, a sort of soundtrack and uh, that that way we know who they are. But so many times the real skill is is pretty much unknown and and that must be a, a strange side of the industry to work in you're not really up there with your name in lights touring normally yeah you know the the songwriter uh the pure songwriter that's not an artist uh, is a neglected 
is neglected. Really, no, no one knows who they are. Uh, they don't get paid as well as everybody else. In, in, in the Spotify, Apple Music age, it's uh, it's almost a, a, a you know for nothing. I mean, you, mm -hmm. you you get a thousandth of a penny per stream. So I, I I often get about 13 million streams per quarter. That's every three months. That's a lot of streams. 13 million streams. You know, I I could never live off of that. It's a like three or four hundred dollars maybe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's ludicrous. And, and you know, Spotify and the record labels, they're making the money. The the songwriter, uh, you know, and I always whenever somebody's asking or interviewing me, I always try to say. You know, if you support an artist, if there's somebody you like that you think is is your favorite band, buy the CD, buy the LP, go online and and download it at Bandcamp and pay you know pay them or uh, iTunes, because when you buy it, then the artist songwriter actually will see some some you know something that they can call a, a living. When you just stream it. You know, there's it, it. It's I don't know how long it can last because there's no way people songwriters will keep writing songs in the future because they can't get paid. Yeah, you know? and so if you if you're a touring band, you have the fact that you're touring to to get off the back of it. Uh, yeah. When you're a songwriter who whom that is your craft and you're allowing others to 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 sing, it, right. it just not there. You can't get it. Terrestrial radio still pays the songwriter well uh but the the streaming services do not and it, and it's a sin really and i'm i'm i was just seeing on t facebook today a couple of there, there's a little bit of a wave a little momentum of people's uh s songwriters who have power uh speaking out and and demanding a change in this and so i i haven't given up hope that you know if streaming continues to be the main form of uh, people's listening then um you know that someday uh, something will change and, and songwriters actually get paid yeah uh, the, the proper right for what they're doing and can uh, yeah, can afford exactly. to eat and keep buying the equipment that allows them to be able to be songwriters which I, without that you've got nothing you got nothing and you know i don't think the public knows that i don't think they knowingly say well i don't i don't want to give the songwriter money i i think they don't they're not unaware of the deal it wasn't a deal it was just kind of shoved down songwriters throats it, you know it it dates back to some very old like 1930s um deal at least in the u.s uh, that they made that the streaming services have sort of taken advantage of Mm -hmm. And the songwriters haven't been able to change that. I, mean, I think there was a little bit of a movement in Congress here in the U.S. that got a little more money, but it's still. Yeah, next, next to another thing, we need to see that change. So that's that's one thing we're calling out for. Meanwhile, as you are releasing things yourself and you're the performer on them, fingers crossed we can see at least something to uh, to, to, to give you a lifestyle and, and sustain you, uh, rather. Uh, so... The music that's out there at the moment is so we've got the uh, the album, which is you singing songs that you have shared with others, uh, with the covers on there as well, uh, which is where we find the single at the moment. Then mm -hmm. soon to come is the new music. So give us the full listing of, of everything that you've got going on and where we find each of them and where we buy it so you get the funds. Okay. Well, um, 
you can go to OMAD Records, O-M-A-D records.com. And that's uh, uh, the record label that has, uh, um, it has my song, has, has my songs, my albums, has the albums, uh, the artists that I work with on, on the same label. Um, mm -hmm. And um, so the, looking forward, I, I'm, I, um, and of course you can get everything on the aforementioned Spotify's and Apple Music and uh, iTunes. iTunes, if you download it, it, actually there's some money to be made. But, um, and I'm working with another artist um, coming up in the next month. Uh, he was uh, in a band called The Size, who mm -hmm. had some hits here on the, uh, uh, they, they actually did pretty well in Europe too, uh, particularly France. Um, and uh, one of the members of that band, I, I just did one of their records last year, and now he's uh, one of the members is doing his own record. So that's next for the uh, Barn Studio up here in uh, upstate New York. And I'm about to finish this. I'm, I'm, in fact, I was just mixing one of the songs, and uh, it's going to be a, a similar nine original songs, although, as I said, written for this for now during lockdown. And then there's two covers. The two covers are sort of interesting. I don't, for some reason, I like to do a couple of covers. I'm doing Jeff Beck version of Morning Dew from the record Truth, uh -huh. which is a big uh, thing to chew and bite off of. But uh, <laughs> but I, I'm loving it. I'd love that song. That, 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 that first Jeff Beck record, uh, at least in the States, I, I imagine there too, was very influential to a, a lot of um, musicians here. Um, and the other cover is another ridiculous thing for me to do. <laughs> uh, can't find my way home. Blind faith. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing a version of that. And that I actually, that's already out on in Spotify. It's, but it's going to be on this record. But yeah, I, I'm, you know, traffic and Steve Winwood. You know, my heroes. You know. So. You keep doing what you're doing. You keep writing Oscar-winning songs. There, there will be more to come, I am sure. Plenty more from your pen, uh, or probably word processor, which does music these days. Uh, yeah. And we will take a listen to People Make the World Go Around. Uh, John, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're very much looking forward to, to hearing more of your work and buying it in the correct way. Let's have a physical CD, because that, that's by far the best way of doing it, isn't it? Yes, it is. John DeNegler, thanks again. All right, thank you so much.
Chair yoga sessions from Wild Wolf Movement have returned for LGBT plus Sparkle and run through to the 22nd of April, thanks to some brand new funding. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Sparkle's Paul Ryder and Marie from the wonderful Wild Wolf Movement. Hello to you both. Hello, Jason. Yeah. So first of all, Paul, uh, d- d- we'll, we'll just do some LGBT plus Sparkle housekeeping first, because uh, Felicia, your unicorn, seems to have had uh, a baby. Yes, yeah, she has. Yeah, for those of you who are listening to the sound only on this, you won't have a clue what we're on about. But Felicia <laughs> is a stuffed unicorn that is as big as Paul Ryder, uh, that normally joins him for our chats. Uh, you can see the video on our Facebook page if you haven't seen it already. And uh, we, there's now a baby. Now, the, the baby has a name Betty Sparkle. Betty Sparkle. That's nice, isn't it? Back to the serious stuff and the yoga. Marie, tell us more about the current sessions. The current sessions, which are being funded by Wolverhampton Social Prescribing, 
our chair-based sessions. They're every Thursday from 1 o'clock until 1.45pm and anyone is welcome to join. Um, social prescribing is um, a means of trying to encourage people to be healthy and active in the city but without um, a medical approach and you can be referred by your GP or you could just approach um, me or Wolverhampton social prescribing if you'd like to join the sessions. So you have to kind of have an invite in some ways, but it's something that you can get involved with. It's, it's without cost to you at the point of use. And uh, it, it gives you a chance to, uh, to really ex explore something new and maybe improve your health without you know, putting too much effort in. Because some people think, oh, I really can't be doing with that. But th through the chair <laughs> yoga, you actually can get some really good benefits uh, really quickly. Exactly. Um it's wonderful for helping to reduce stress and with pain management, um, helps to build strength, flexibility, and also really give you a mood a boost. Um, lots of people are kind of put off by yoga at the thought of, you know, you have to have special equipment or wear something fancy, etc. That's really not the case. And you can do it from the comfort of your own chair. There's also a really nice kind of community aspect to it um, with the same people coming weekly and having a little catch up and it's a really nice kind of um, thing to do at the moment. And Paul, how does this link in with your LGBT plus Sparkle meetings each Thursday? Um, and we, it links in with um, Marie Burroughs really well because there's LGBT community that can attend from obviously our group and other organisations that have, might have um, people they support as well. So it's open to everybody really. But so you just have to get in touch. So uh, Marie, how do we do that? You can get in touch with me um, via wildwolfmovement at gmail.com um, and I can send you the health questionnaire um, and the link to the sessions and as Paul mentioned it's completely free um, and the session is very welcoming of people from all different backgrounds. We originally started the sessions um, with the Sparkle group um, and it was born from that, um, that these sessions have continued. So yeah, really welcoming um, space for anyone who is interested. And what sort of success stories have you had so far? Because it, it builds confidence as much as anything else, doesn't it? Oh, definitely. The feedback we've had has been really, really wonderful um, with people um, saying that without the chair yoga sessions, they wouldn't have have been doing any kind of other physical activity lots of people kind of saying oh I didn't think I was the kind of person who could do yoga but now I see that actually I, I can and I found it hugely beneficial for managing my stress anxiety etc um, which is really really lovely to hear and Paul and I both sat down at the moment are there any moves that you could try and talk us through at the moment to just sort of give a flavor for the sort of things you might do yeah, sure. Um, so if you both want to come to sit comfortably with your feet on the floor, it's important to have your feet on the floor so you have a nice stable base to begin with. Mm -hmm. Keep the spine nice and upright so you can rest your hands onto your knees. <laughs> Relax the shoulders down away from the ears. Good. And just allow the breath to be natural and comfortable. So good. Nice and tall through the spine. Let's just do super gentle, I don't have the camera angle right, but <laughs> let's just do super gentle as you inhale, start to raise your arms up and open, finding length through the waist, taking your gaze up towards your hands. Good, take the palms to touch, and as you exhale, bend the elbows, start to draw the hands to heart centre. 
Nice, release the hands down by the side. The inhale, reaching up and out through the arms, gathering energy, looking up towards your fingertips. The exhale, bringing the hands down to heart center. Good, leave the hands here, bring the elbows up. Want to feel a gentle stretch in the wrists, good. So if you can get the um, heels of your palms together, yes, fabulous. And then start to move your hands forward. Yes, <laughs> and then up backwards, feel a nice stretch in the wrist, up and forward, good, up and back, nice, and then taking the hands upright, release the hands down to the knees. That is a super simple um, shoulder opening, wrist opening sequence, and that's just a very small kind of snippet of the kind of things you could expect from a session. So, well, and, and that really, with, with the back thing, I'm normally slouched forward and ever having a chat, I'm terrible <laughs> for it. And it's, it's that sort of thing that we often do when we sat in a chair, that you're going to kind of reverse. And when you're then sitting down, actually, you're more likely to think, hang on, I did that in class and it was so much better when I sat up properly. And you, you, you can yeah, start doing this, change your posture and you'll start to feel better generally. Yeah, definitely with the posture and also breathing. A lot of us kind of breathe in quite a shallow um, way, chest breathing, like accessory breathing. Whereas if we can take fuller, deeper breaths, we can feel calmer and we start to, you know, learn different tricks. Like if we make the exhalation longer than the inhalation, that helps us to tap into our parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest, which can bring us back to a state of calm if we're feeling anxious or, you know, overwhelmed at work or for whatever reason throughout the day. So certainly chair yoga is going to help. You do full classes as well, though, and people can actually find those and uh, join in with those uh, on, on various different price levels, depending on what they're looking for. Yes, that's completely right. I do online group classes, mat-based sessions. Um, I also offer one-to-ones. I'm starting a park yoga session soon um, as the weather improves and the restrictions start to ease. And I'm also doing workplace wellness programs where I offer... Um, a combination of meditation, breathing techniques, desk yoga for different businesses. So lots going on. So give us all the details again on how we get in touch not only with you about the sessions that you're doing with uh, Sparkle and this uh, service, which means it's free of charge for point of use for the chair yoga, uh, but also uh, how we can get in touch on the other classes that you offer. You can um, find me on my website, www.wildwolfmovement.com. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Wild Wolf Movement or Facebook um, forward slash The Wild Wolf Movement. And get the details that way. Now, Paul, all this ties in with your regular Thursday meetups for LGBT plus Sparkle. And uh, I know that you've got uh, uh, many talks and conversations being had over the coming weeks. What have we got coming up this week? Um, this week, um, we haven't got a speaker, but we thought we'd engage very well with the community this week around mental health and obviously ask people how people have been coping to get feedback so we can obviously feed that through to other organisations so we can probably improve on services across Black Country and Wolverhampton. So the meetings take place each Thursday at 2 till 3.30 and because that'll be just after your yoga session, Paul, so you'll no doubt be wearing a chair yoga outfit, which is probably Lycra. Yeah, probably. So <laughs> he'll be fine for that. Uh, where do we go for more information? Um, you can find us on Facebook. It's LGBT Plus Sparkle, Wolverhampton. If you want um, any more information to contact us, we've got an email address, lgbtqsparkle at gmail.com. 
So get in touch, become part of the group and join the conversation. And the chair yoga, as I say, something is running alongside and in addition to it, off the back of the work that you were doing with funding earlier on in the year. Well, Marie and Paul, thank you both for joining us. Thank, thank you so much for having us. Well, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me. Back with episode 615 next week. I'll see you then. So up and out. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.